Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can't lie. I feel like I should be French. What? I have no French ties, but I feel like I should be French. Only because... Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where we talk, debate and banter about the content we watched that week. But it doesn't stop there. Not only do we discuss these shows, but we also come up with our own alternative storylines for them too. I'm your co-host Odessi. And I'm your co-host Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax and enjoy. Hello, welcome to another episode of That Would Bang. You're joined by Patricia and Adesi. And we have a special guest. We have Katie Packer, who is a commissioning editor for Headline Books. And she's responsible for acquiring the recent Sunday Times bestseller, Loving Colour by Bolu Babalola. And she's also just bought the upcoming book from Podcasting Legends, The Receipts Podcast. So thank you for joining us, Katie. Oh, I love that introduction. That was the best. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to chat TV and film and everything. Have you been watching anything good this week? Um, have I been watching anything good? Do you know what? I just watch the sort of same TV again and again that just like in this time, I feel like you just need easy watching. May I started re-watching The Office US again and I was like, I hate Michael Scott, but I hate him more passionately the second time round. I love him. Is Michael the, the manager? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bit he's a bit smelly, don't you think? One hundred percent. But I feel like he grows on you. Does he? Loki. He finds his love, he finds his partner of weird and I like that for him. I just feel like all the characters are proper like weird. And I don't know how to explain it, but it makes it funnier. It's not even the jokes. It's just the little things that the characters do that makes me think, what the hell is this? I'm like, what the hell is this? But I'm also like, I relate. <laughs> you know how weird like Dwight is? I relate. <laughs> I just think he's so ridiculous though. He's actually not normal. I actually watched The Office properly for the first time this week. Like I'd never tuned in. I know. Do you know what it was? I watched a one episode of the British version and I was like, I'm not coming back to this. Like it was all right, but I- I'm not coming back. So then my sister was literally binging all of like the American one. I was just like, this is so weird. Like <laughs> as much as it's like, I think it's funny, but as you said, the characters are just so like, it's even though they're weird, it's like they represent like what there is at work. Like I just know people like all of those characters. Do you not feel like you know people like that? <laughs> Every single person like, is so clever because they basically just emphasize certain characters you get in like every office and just made them so in your face it's funny parks and rec is my ultimate favorite tv show i love parks and rec but it's been a while since i've watched it i could honestly watch that on repeat for the rest of my life and i'd be happy you know when you go to like you say oh if you went to a desert island what would you take that (laughs) and i would never not be entertained it's so good (laughs) do you know who i love i love ron swanson oh my god yeah 
his energy. It's just so funny to me. But I remember you posted that tweet and it's when they go to the club and they get so drunk. Basically, two of the characters are like major entrepreneurs. and They come up, they come up with this drink, which is literally like 90% alcohol. It's like so strong. And they all start drinking it and they get absolutely battered. And then it goes and focuses on each character drunk. And each character is just such a different type of drunk it is, it is in, it's so funny it's like the best scene and I was like this is how I'm going to be in the club I don't even know what I'm going to do when the club's open you know guys I don't know how I'm going to behave you won't behave don't behave <laughs> I'm going on like a week-long bender I'm never coming home I just need to be out like it's, it's enough now they need to open the dance free Patricia it's true <laughs> all right so Patricia what have you been watching this week um I started watching, what is it, Lupin, Lupin. That's what I, Lupin, that's what I started watching. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I think about it, if I'm being honest. Because it's definitely good, but it's a bit simple. Don't you think? I feel like they've set it up to be that, for sure. Mm. Um, I watched this week, I watched that. And I also watched one episode of, it's called Back to Life. So it's basically this show about this woman who went to prison for murdering someone. And she basically went to prison for like 20 years and she's come back to her small town and everyone hates her. And she's just trying to assimilate back to life, but <laughs> everyone thinks she's mad. So like literally like, um, I've only watched one episode, but in that episode, like imagine just going back to like a really small village in like the middle of nowhere and everyone knows your business and you come back and everyone's like oh my gosh the murderer's back we hate this woman so yeah that's basically what it's about and i'm excited to see what happens it seems really interesting that is actually quite that's quite a good idea that's a good premise for a tv show i like that yeah because we were talking about murder i've just watched last night the night stalker mm, what's Don't that one? netflix it's basically their new you know how they come out every other day with a murder documentary mm. so it's the newest murder documentary and it's the night stalker who is in la um and he basically just was like this absolute mad serial killer who had no pattern would just go into people's homes and just literally kill everyone he would just like shoot bare like grandparents like old people young people kids he would like he was like molesting bare people but he had no pattern so they literally didn't catch up with him for ages and also they had like no technology back then. So like he'd be eating stuff on the premises of where oh. he'd murder people, but they didn't have the they didn't have the technology to like analyze spit and that back then. So like he was just on a rampage for time. He killed so many people. It's actually the and it's kind of from the perspective of the two detectives who were after him. And it just sounds like LA back then was an absolute madness. They had serial killers like every five minutes. God, <laughs> that is actually awful. That's a, so. Did they catch him in the end? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They catch him, but like really by chance. Like it's the same. It's kind of similar to um, oh, the Yorkshire Ripper, and like how they literally mm. just caught him by chance. It was like there was no te- it was no technology, just vibes. <laughs> they just had to hope they'd get him. That is that's actually scary. That's like my idea of like a horror movie. Like I don't watch horror movies, but that's that's something that will keep me up at night. Because I'll be like, what if someone comes into my house and just kills me? That's actually exactly. scary. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. The thing is, you're you're talking about it with a smile on your face, but I know that I'd be so scared. <laughs> like I watched, um, was it Don't Fuck With Cats? I literally watched up until 
I was like halfway through. And then when he started moving on to humans, I was like, nah, it's lock off. I'm leaving. This is not for me. This is not. So I don't know how you're talking about him. Like he's just killed so many people and you're smiling. Do you know what? I think there's there's, there's people who just can't do like programs like that. And then there's mm. people who are literally like obsessed with like serial killer documentaries and like podcasts and everything. And I am the obsessive one. But I think it comes from a place of anxiety because I'm like, if I know enough, I know I can, I can avoid it. I can be like, I can fight back. So I know the worst that's gonna happen if I'm in that situation, like I will I will cut this man, like I will be protected. Do you know what I mean? Apparently it's like 90% is like women who watch these things. Oh, that's weird. That makes sense though. That actually makes sense. Cause obviously like, it's usually women who are the one who are the victims. So we're trying to protect ourselves, but still man, oosh. <laughs> to this day, I haven't watched Don't Fuck With Cats. I think you'd like it. I have to admit, I've watched like a lot of murder documentaries and that was one of the scariest. Can you just give me a top line? Is it a guy that eats cats or murders cats and then... He starts fucking with cats, basically. He starts like (laughs) murdering cats. Okay. Beefing with cats, basically. And then people like, obviously people get mad about animal abuse, don't they, online? Like people are Mm. like go crazy about that stuff so they like set up a facebook group trying to like find him trying to bring him down and then like turns out he was actually like unhinged like crazy maniac and like he he is doing everything to kind of get the publicity with this facebook group and fame and then he actually moves on to like humans humans it was literally like the internet brought him down rather than the police. Like people literally just went on a hunt and they spotted like little things like, oh my gosh, there's Hoover in the background is made in like Ukraine. So the person must be from Ukraine. They literally went on this wild goose chase, but it worked, but it was mad. Cause he was literally like someone, he just wanted to be famous. He saw himself as like a model. He, he didn't look like a murderer. He just looked like a weirdo. Like it was just weird. So oh yeah. God. He had real weirdo vibes, didn't he? Just like, <gasps> I don't know. He's like one of those guys. If you saw him on a train, you'd be like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just don't sit next to them. At least you know what Katie's thinking when she's on the train. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I'm either thinking about you like, oh, I'm being like, oh my God, those shoes are well nice. Oh, I like that top. Oh, I wonder where she got that from. I am so dead. Oh my God. <laughs> Should we, should we start talking about Emily in Paris? Yeah. I'm ready. Um, let me just give a bit of an overview for everyone who doesn't know what Emily in Paris is about. So Emily in Paris is a series that came out on Netflix last year about this marketing executive from Chicago who's hired to provide, provide an American perspective at a marketing firm in France. And it just follows her life along the way. And yeah, that's, that's, about, that's basically what it is. Did you guys like the film? That's my question. Did you like... Emily... Katie's tying her hair out, so I don't know if she's... She's this getting ready. <laughs> I'm so ready to go in on this bit. You have no idea. <laughs> oh so, Katie, we'll start with you then. Did you like the film? Did you like the series? Sorry. I am in such a conflicted opinion because, like, it was so... Do you know what? It was so, like, no thoughts, just vibes type of TV show. But I, I kind of couldn't stop watching it. I hate her she is an absolute cow like who does she think she is like coming in there speaking american and they're all bloody french they're like what are you doing here love do you know what i mean 
I'm just like, she just didn't care and uh, she was just so annoying. And then like the ultimate thing that annoyed me was her being like, oh my God, you can't have that naked woman walking across the bridge. That's not right for this like shoot for a perfume campaign she was working on basically for context. And then she proceeded to lips her mate's boyfriend twice. And I'm just like, who are you? What is this? Anyways, I really liked it. <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I want to hear your thoughts, to be honest. I want to hear both of your thoughts as well so we can compare notes. No, I'm going to let Adesi jump in right here because I know she's got a lot to say. Um, Emily in Paris, right? I saw it trending, so I was like, you know what? There must be something amazing about this show. So I tune in, episode one, I'm like, this is dead. Episode two, I'm like, this is still dead. I got to episode five, I was just like, I don't think I can keep watching this. But then I started to like it after. I think I just have the same viewpoint as you, as like, how ignorant can you be to go to another country and be confused at why people don't speak English? (laughs) I think it's just one of those things that I didn't understand how she just expected everyone to love her and she just expected life to be good. And she expected, I don't know why everyone wanted to have sex with her all the time. I was just so confused about what it was about Emily that everyone wanted. I felt the same, like, just cause you got big eyebrows don't mean you can come in here. She's that sounds well. like a personal attack. <laughs> no personal attack, no personal attack. She's no. got that very, like, she, she's got that like, very petite, like, do you know what? I think it's, I think I'm triggered cause she looks like a girl I didn't like in school. Ooh. but as much as like i'm hate i was hated initially i can't like i did start to like it at the end when season two comes out i will want to watch it i feel exactly the same as both of you i can't even lie it's definitely it's trashy tv but it's trashy tv that i kind of just enjoy but i've watched it twice now and the first time around i enjoyed it more than the second time around like Mm. emily just pisses me off she's so like she's actually so ditzy but she's not even there's nothing actually special about her and yet she gets all of this attention. And I also don't believe that her job is real. Like, <laughs> that's, is that what marketers do then? Because she's making it seem like a walk in a park. Like she'll just type four letters on the screen and then that's her slogan for the campaign. And suddenly it gets 20 million likes and she gets retweeted by someone famous. It's like, this is not real. Like, I can't even understand it. But like Adesi said, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch season two because... <laughs> For some reason, I'm invested, so it's it's a problem. But yeah, I don't know. I honestly feel like the people who wrote it, like they just were like, they don't quite know what influencing is or what it's like. But they were like, we're gonna write something that's so down with the kids. Yeah. She took a photo. Like the the thing that cracked me up is when she took that video with like a berry and was like, oh and God. this lipstick, berrylicious, <laughs> and it was like. Everyone was like, oh my God, she's so good at what she does. She's this marketing extraordinaire. I was like, bruv, she picked nah, a berry mate. off of the display. That's why I was so happy when that, that designer called her a basic bitch. Cause I was like, what, what's it in French? I don't even oh, know. Like, but... It's like, oh my God. Cause she is actually a basic bitch. <laughs> okay, that was harsh, but she is kind of basic. She like, she is. It's true. It was... I loved all the sexy French men though. But then like, they all look the same. <laughs> Low key. They they were just like different, but they all had that like 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 rustic blonde, very mm. like tall, muscular. I mean, I loved it, and also like I was really happy for her to like be getting her own. I love at the beginning she was like, "Oh my god, I'd never do this. I don't do one night stands. I can't <laughs> do that." And then proceeds to sleep with like three people in a row. 
but you know if you're gonna do it just own it babes like be Mm. like this is me i'm in france i'm gonna shag all the french do it and i'm happy for you she should have been like her boss in Chicago because her she was ready to go to France and actually do her thing. Like <laughs> she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, but if she was not pregnant, she would have been going at it probably. So I I, I can't help but thinking with like the people who sat on the show, they were like, "We're gonna make a show about the French that is so stereotyping." Me really Dude. just gonna put it all there. You know, they're gonna be smoking all the time. They're gonna mm. be really mean. They're gonna be like always drinking wine i just was like oh my god i hope like i feel like french people might watch this and be like genuinely offended they didn't like it like on on twitter and everything there was a lot of up well uproar or people from paris were just like this is so rude like obviously like americans and maybe brits would like it because like oh my gosh this is what we think of french and american people i mean french people from these perspectives but french people like what the heck like where did you get this from they made it for Americans and Brits. They did not make that for French people. Oh my days! Mm, I'd love to. I'd love to sit next to a French person and watch it. To be honest, they would go in. The savagery, like they would kill it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready. Was. I want to. I want to experience that. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. So in there, some of the themes, like in Emily in Paris as a whole, was like the concept of like ignorance, culture, social media, relationships, sex, all of that kind of stuff. Did you guys think? like as a whole they represented i don't have to describe it do you feel like they they told the story in the best way that it could be told like in general oh i don't i don't even know like what do you mean like i just feel like we're all hating on emily right now but do you feel like if it was a different person who was a bit more cultured who had a bit more awareness it would still be a fun show to watch like it would still be interesting no, I think I agree mm. with that. Like she is, she is fun. Like you love to hate her, isn't it? Like yeah, her. She is just so. Yeah, she is quite funny to watch. That she's so chaotic and just a bit. Yeah, basic. I I can't. I enjoy. I enjoyed that side of it. I like. And to quote Bolu Babalola, I can't stand that bitch, but also <laughs> love to watch that bitch. Yeah. What about you, Patricia? What do you think? I feel like I agree with Katie. I don't think it would be that juicy if she was like switched on. I feel like you enjoy the fact that she just goes through life thinking that she's the main character and she's the star of the show. Um, and that's that's why like she has all of these kind of like affairs in Paris. Mm. Like that's, I feel like that's the selling point of the show at the end of the day, really. Cause you want to hate her. You love to hate her. Um, and that's why we're all going to say that we're going to watch the next season. Cause yeah. But do you feel like, for example, she got with her her one of her good friends in Paris, is it Camille? And she got with her boyfriend. Were you guys rooting for their relationship or were you just like, what the heck are you doing? Like, what did you think? Do you know what? Oh, I, wor- I wasn't rooting for them because they, they, like, they didn't sell me on like the romance between them or like the, the kind of, it looked like they were mates. They didn't. I didn't get the yeah. chemistry. Like, I didn't feel the chemistry between them. So then, when she was lipsing him every time, I was like, "No, you are moving mad." <laughs> Especially as Camille was so nice. I was like, "This girl is nice." Two, mm. she's like buff as hell. Three, she's like helping yeah. you out, bear. And like, you're just what are you doing? That annoyed me. I can't lie. That was the one like like storyline where I was like, "Okay, Emily, I'm gonna need you to." But he he kissed her back. Not once, but twice, Bro. Casey. Twice. Bro. The second kiss was actually inexcusable because, like, 
you actually no, but you actually knew that they were dating at that point, yeah. And you still took it upon yourself to kiss him. And don't they sleep together as well? Or am I just bugging? So Camille and Gabrielle had broken up, but they sleep. It hadn't even been cold. He hadn't even had time to process it. And they were already in bed. I was so confused. Like, but then it's like, that was also just making me think of like, what type of guy is Gabrielle? So let's share the blame here. Like Gabrielle is like, and maybe, maybe I was just more forgiving because I find him very sexy. But he is cute. He really like it's. I think it's also the whole thing about being a chef. I don't know why that just makes him so much more hot. Just low key though. Side note, can't lie. I feel like I should be French. What? I have no French ties, but I feel like I should be French. Only because, yeah, you know Luke, and he was like, "Uh, we don't enjoy work. We sort of work to. We just worked. We worked to play, Mm. and I was like, okay, I identify with that. And and then Mindy was like, you can be in Paris and just do nothing. And I was like, I identify with that. So I feel like maybe I should relocate to Paris and just sort of not work and not live my life. Yeah, this is (laughs) what the one thing the UK hasn't hasn't taken from Europe, which I really wish we'd like hurry up and get a move on to yeah take from Europe is that they really just they like he's like they they work to live they don't live to work whereas mm. we're like every day like right now we're like living at work which is just so horrifying i right. want i want the european chill vibe you know going out for like three hour lunch um emily in paris also talks about like as we were talking about like influencer culture and like she literally became an influencer just because she lived in paris and i was so confused because her pictures weren't even high res like <laughs> every picture she took was blurry and i was like how are you getting likes like what is this there was no like setup there was no self timer there was no tripod there was no good lighting it was just honestly just vibes all the time every time also did you did you guys know that emily in paris is supposed to be pronounced emily Emily in paris no mate Uh? yeah then they should have spelled it not paris i don't know how you spell paris but i think it's spelled the same you just have to say it doesn't need an accent you just need to act. It's like with Lupin. It's not Lupin. It's Lupin. So how us British people pronounce stuff. We're like, yeah, Paris. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think because everyone was like, oh, even the, the title is really basic. And they were like, actually, it's supposed to be pronounced Emily and Marie. And then they were like asking everyone what your, you know, oh, yeah. Katie-in would be, for example. I don't even know. What was yours, Katie? I've got Katie and Heidi. That's the best. Mm, that's a good one. I don't know what that is. What's Haiti? So a Desala in that's a country, a Desala. Is it? Haiti. Oh God. There you go. Okay. Mate, don't make me feel like I'm mad. Nah. <laughs> okay. Come on, mate. <laughs> You're like, that's a country. I was like, don't do that to me. <laughs> I just pronounced it wrong. <laughs> okay, Katie and Haiti. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't got one. Oh, no. Mine, I was close. In Marisha. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say, but it ends in us. No, you just have to say it, Marisha. Marisha. <laughs> yeah, Patricia and Marisha. Oh, I kind of like that. She got, she got it right. She, got she it right. did that. Adesola. Ades, no, Adesola. I know that one won't work. So, oh, Adesola, Venezuela. No, okay, Adesi in Ness. There's no see in, in Loch Nessie. Dude, <laughs> you're right, Scotland, though. Mate. But dude. <laughs> You're in Mauritius, you're in Haiti. I'm in Loch Ness. Like, what the heck? Could be fun. I'm not hating. I'm not hating, but I just wanted a bit more tropical, but it's all right. 
also i'd love to discuss the like really problematic like workplace like, oh me <laughs> like the sexual harassment that is like completely romanticized because he buys her some really nice underwear that's unacceptable and she was like she literally she was like it's unacceptable for like it was inappropriate for like two minutes and then went on to flirt with him did she yes. keep it did she keep the pants there was no showing her <laughs> giving it back <laughs> emily i just keep thinking about being in work like if i was literally in work and an author tried to send me underwear i would be so freaked out I don't know how that was normalized in the show. Yeah, HR would hear straight away. I see. Ring, ring, pond to HR. Honestly, <laughs> we're here, like it's so funny because we're like here going into all these like real problematic sides to every parent, which is it is mm-hmm. like so problematic. But at the same time, like I want to emphasize, it, it's so watchable. You're right. I think, especially to be honest, you just need good vibes. You need to watch something, see if she gets it at the end, and fiaffy. That's what Emily in Paris was. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're moving on to the second half of the podcast where Odessi and I take a scene from the show and come up with our own versions of what should have happened. Our guests will pick their favourite and you guys can join in using the hashtag TWBpod. So the scene that we have decided to focus on in this episode is when Emily gets fired and it's the next day. So what happens after that? So I'm going to go first. (laughs) My storyline follows a more romantic take after Emily gets fired. Um, So let's hear what you think. Emily is desperate to fix things with Sylvie and buys her a massive box of macaroons to apologise. When she arrives outside the office... She spots all her belongings scattered across the street and a homeless man is scavenging through them. Nonetheless, she fights for her stuff, puts on a smile and boldly enters the office. She greets Sylvie and tries to give her the macaroons, but Sylvie throws them on the floor, erupting in front of everyone and then tells her to leave before she calls security. Embarrassed and emotional, Emily exits in tears. Gabrielle spots her outside the apartment crying. Even though they aren't talking, he feels bad seeing her in a state and can't leave her like that. He skives work, ignores his text from Camille, turns off his phone and takes her out. They go on a secret tour around Paris, wander through its beautiful back streets, talk about their burdens and laugh till their bellies hurt. Night falls, the air feels thicker 
and their hands occasionally brush against each other as they walk. <laughs> An elderly woman assumes they're a couple and tells him that he's lucky to have a beautiful girl like Emily. Although Emily can't understand what she's saying, she feels guilty about being there with him. As she tries to distance herself from Gabrielle, he grabs her hand and kisses her under the Paris lights. Although hesitant at first, she ends up loving it, forgetting every stress in the world. When they finally break apart, Gabrielle freezes and his eyes widen. Emily slowly turns around and locks eyes with Camille. She saw everything. That so one's yeah, juicy, you know. that's, that's the comeuppance we want. That is <laughs> the comeuppance we want. Camille deserves to know. So th- that's the end of my storyline. But before we talk about it or anything, um, Patricia, would you like to introduce yours? Yeah. So mine's very different to Adesilis. Um <laughs> but again, it's the day after she's been fired, and she basically tries to salvage her career, um, but it doesn't go quite as planned. It's the day after Emily has been fired. She's at a loss, but inspired by Julienne and Luke, she still goes into the office as though nothing has happened. She sits at her desk and starts getting things together when a hand slaps her desk. It's Sylvie, and she's looking at Emily in disbelief that she had the audacity to show up. Luke and Julienne try to fight in Emily's corner, but Sylvie doesn't budge. Emily is fired. Emily closes the door behind her and her phone rings. It's Pierre Cadoul asking Emily to come to his studio. She decides to go alone, knowing he doesn't know she's been fired. Pierre shows Emily his new designs. They're bold, but disastrous. Yet Emily thinks she can spin this like everything else she does, hoping Sylvie will hire her back. Except it doesn't work out that way. Emily manages to secure a venue without grey space, and a crowd waits in anticipation, murmuring amongst themselves. When the models walk out in Piers' new line, there's a deafening silence and confusion as they take in his ugly clothes. Pierre's mad and shuts the whole thing down, embarrassed. Emily's name and face is plastered over this whole fiasco and she's blacklisted. Sylvie and Pierre making sure nobody can work with her. Emily goes home, devastated, and wondering whether she should go back to Chicago, even though she's not ready to give up her Parisian dream. Then she remembers Gabrielle, who's moving to Normandy. You guys really want, like, bad things to happen to Emily, innit? <laughs> Bro, she needs it, man. <laughs> it's been too easy for you, mate. <laughs> Give Emily consequences. Thank you. Hold Emily accountable for her actions. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love the French music in the background. I can't lie, that was my favourite part. <laughs> Every time I heard it, I just wanted to be like, oh, take me to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, you've heard you've heard both of our um you've heard both of our pitches, but before you decide on who's you wanted to see or who's you preferred, who's the winner, um, you feel free to ask us any questions about them. We'll we'll defend them, we will explain why we chose it, and yeah, we can go from there. <laughs> okay. Patricia, why do you want to end Emily's whole career? <laughs> I want to see her crash and burn. No. <laughs> Basically, I just felt like, nah, you're not, it's not going to be easy for you. There's going to be a little bit of a, like a, a moment of tension, like an issue that you're going to have to overcome. Like I need there to be a bit of grit in this show. But despite that, 
it still kind of has that light-hearted Emily's trying. Do you know what I mean? Because she always tries with everything. So, yeah. But I just didn't want to make it too easy for her. Nah, in yours, would would Emily end up with Gabriel? Do you know what? That's an avenue to explore, but I left it open. It's a bit of a cliffhanger because, you know, does she move to Normandy with Gabriel? Like, do they start a separate life? Who knows? But I feel oh. like... I didn't know. I thought when I heard it, I thought it was just, oh, she remembers him. I didn't think about her going to Normandy to start a new life with him. That's interesting. Oh. <laughs> so, Adesi, you kind of focused on the the romantic side. I did. I did. Do you think her career is just going to carry on smooth sailing? I feel like it was one of those things that sometimes she just needed to step back and realize you can't fix everything straight away. And I think what usually happens with Emily in Paris is that she gets a knockback, she goes back and it works. And then this time she needed a knockback and she needed to know that you can't go back straight away. Like just let it simmer. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I was just thinking that her career could, it probably will bounce back, but something she would have to work harder than going up to um, what's his name Kado and telling him that you know what I'm a basic guy. like it's not meant to be like that so I wanted her to have something else to take her mind off it before she went into her career thing how do you think Camille would react to seeing them lips <sighs> mate I feel like we're gonna see a different side to Camille man we need to see Camille let unleash the claws and actually come for them come for them both and I feel like Gabriel will squirm and he's gonna abandon Emily in that whole situation like I feel like he'll be like oh Oh, like I didn't know because he just looks a bit like a chicken. Like yeah. he never says anything fully with his chest. He always lets people say what he thinks rather than him saying it. So I I want to see that conflict of them actually fighting it out and I Emily feel... actually being held accountable. Yeah, sorry. Camille has it in her as well. I feel like she definitely has a bad bitch in her, like to really bring mm-hmm. out the claws. So I think it would be a juicy conflict. Definitely. And I feel like she was also responsible for a lot of like Emily's career, like introing her with that other guy with the hotel. It was just like, she could take that away, V. Don't get too comfy. You're right. You're right. It's a tricky one because I love how they both give Emily, you know, just just some, some things to think about, you know, make her think more than just like breezing through life. Like we don't all have it that easy, hun. But before you pick, before you pick, Patricia and I, we have this little segment where we give 10 seconds to ourselves of why you should pick our pitches, right? Mm. So Patricia, let me set up my timer. No, you're going first because your pitch went first. All right. So (laughs) I've got 10 seconds up, V. (laughs) You really tried it. Okay, cool. I'm scared. Have you got it up? Yeah, okay. 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 10 seconds starts now. Pick mine because Emily needs to be held accountable for her actions. She can't be treating her friends like trash and expect to get away with it. Gabrielle needs to be put in a position where he squirms. And Emily needs to know... That's it. (laughs) All right. That was good, though. I thought I did well. I usually just waffle. Do it. Thank you. I feel like I'm about to fight my English right now. I don't think words are going to come out. (laughs) It's going to be... I'm good to fight my English. I love it. All right, Patricia, you've got 10 seconds. Starting now. Pick mine because Emily still gets held accountable, but you still get to watch her be humiliated. But then there's also the intrigue surrounding Gabrielle. Does she move to Normandy or not? Time's up. Ooh, bang. <laughs> I feel like you just bounced off of mine. You, took, you took mine and just used mine as the intro for yours. I just yours did a little bit of a remix, you know? <laughs> Slapped a little bit of a, a remix on that one. 
<laughs> so Katie, you've heard both of our pictures. You've heard our pleas. What's the vibe? So why you should pick ours? What, what's the vibe? I don't know if I need a drum roll or something. Um, I'm gonna have to go for Adesi. No. Oh my gosh. I had a feeling. Do you know why? Because I really want to see Camille come for her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love I love I love the idea of her like being humiliated don't get me wrong that girl needs her career to not go smooth sailing all the time mm. but I really need to come to see Camille like claw her in the throat do you know what I mean this is what I need <laughs> thank you so much I feel like you made a very great decision and the reason I'm so happy is because I've never won they always pick Patricia today you picked me I can't lie, I've won, so I've had straight wins. So do you know what, just to humble She's me straight a little wins. bit. We'll give Adesali her time to show. Adesali, I'm not Emily, mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, sorry. Well, thank you. I'm gas. It's a it's a victory. I don't know why I'm giving an Oscar speech right now. Win a win a chicken dinner, do your speech. <laughs> it's it's a night, it's a day I'll never forget. That's that's it. That's one thing I'll know. Um but yeah, man, guys, we've come to the end of the podcast. We had a good discussion. It, Proper I, juicy. I feel like we had a fun discussion. I feel like Katie had some gems. She ripped <laughs> into Emily. Wow. Disclaimer, <laughs> Emily, I actually don't mind you, babe. <laughs> I am still gonna watch season two, but listen, if there's a like, if there's a space in that writers' room, I will come and give you truths if you Dude, need them. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, we're just saying, fix up and know that the world don't revolve around you, mate. Just take it, work on yourself. That's it. <laughs> giving her bad vibes, mate. She needs it. Um, Katie, is there anything you wanna plug about yourself before we before we tap out? Oh, um, no, not really. But I just say thank you so much for having me on. Um. Oh, well, Patricia mentioned it in the beginning. What the Receipts podcast book coming out this year? Go and pre order another I'm great so podcast. <laughs> Second best to that one. <laughs> soon come, soon come, soon come. <laughs> so, um, guys, if you think that Katie made the right decision by picking my storyline, please let us know by following us on the at. Please let us know by following us at the TWB pod <laughs> or you can drop us an email at thatwouldbangpod at gmail.com. Okay, so that's it for this week's episode of That Would Bang. You could follow me at Adi Adesi. And me at double underscore PDVR. You, you can follow me at KTR Packer. It's commentar on Twitter. <laughs> I love that so much. Who called you that? Was it your grandma? Uh, yeah, no, my grandma calls everyone tarts. <laughs> I need to meet your grandma. <laughs> we love it. Uh, and if you like what you heard leave us a cheeky review five stars preferably you know but until next week see you later guys bye bye that's it for today's episode guys we hope you enjoyed it and if you did follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram and Twitter or you can join in the conversation using the hashtag TWB pod if you like what you heard follow us on Apple Podcasts Spotify the Acast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts If you love what you heard, drop a rating and a cheeky review. Tune in next week where we're talking about I May Destroy You with music journalist and That's Pod co-host Nick Tyrell. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustolium.